Today on Unleashedcast, Dan and I look at the comments of Laszlo Bock, former head of HR at Google. We look at return on digital investment, and we also look at the future of employee experience. This is HR Tech Focus number two. Listen for that fade out. My pleasure to welcome back Dan Richardson, Senior Journalist and HR Tech and Transformation Lead here at Unleash. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, happy it's Friday. Maybe maybe the podcast won't go out then, but that's where we are now. So yeah, all good. How about you? I'm pretty good. We've had a really good week uh, in editorial. We've had some some big wins, some great stories. We can talk about them elsewhere, but here, we're here to talk about three recent stories in the world of HR Tech. We put, you picked out some stories, Dan, for us to focus on. Two of them are kind of in opposition to each other, so I'm quite interested to see how they stack up. But the first one we're going to talk about is a piece you wrote from April 4th called Employee Experience is on a Knife Edge. Tell us a bit about this. So first of all, I really like the headline. Let's get that out of the way. I like I like the tension we've got there. Um, so this, this is one by CCS Insight. We did a bit of work an interview with Angela Ashenden back in end of 2021, I want to say. And she had some great insights about what the future of work would look like. And I think this is a bit of a continuation, really, what their latest survey found. And it's, it's really interesting to see basically why employees want hybrid work and maybe the issues they're finding with within that. I think quite common we think, oh, hybrid work sorted because we've got a Teams chat or a Slack chat and other communication platforms are available but you know we we've got these and we're essentially message 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 oh great we're all on the same level and we're all communicating well and it, it actually invariably then there needs to be a bit more than that and uh, i think that was probably my biggest takeaway for, from this one so yeah i mean what did you think save me going on the biggest thing i think in this is not uh, I agree. The, the headline was great, and um, but I but I think the biggest takeaway here is, like you say, I think there's a huge employer-employee disconnect. We know what employees want. We know, and we're going to come into this onto this in another story about what employers want, and it feels like will this ever end? I don't know. And then you've got to think about where the the balance of power lies, and I think more than ever before employees are in the position to get what they want or to not get everything they want, but certainly to um, make the, the best ever case for working the way that they want to work, which I think is the way forward. You know, companies all over the world prove that hybrid work can work and employees can work out the split, uh, the ratio of office work and homework and uh, the hours they want to work. And there are so many different ways to solve this problem. So I think, yeah, it certainly is on the knife edge because companies there are there are companies that are not listening properly to what their employees do want, and some that are doing it really really well. And um, I I can't you can't say that it's necessarily going to get resolved, um, but it's certainly ongoing. And CCS Insights stats and research back that up. But yeah, it's, it's just on that final point. Really, what's really interesting is I think employees can know what they want, and employers can think they've kind of got the situation handled. Um, it's really tricky to actually get that those lines level, you know, really get a listening and feedback loop sorted 
for me, that's what really prevailed in this piece is employers think hybrid work is going great. Employees might not think it's going great, or they might think there's little changes they can still make. Um, and it's about everyone listening and understanding where they they are, where they want to be, and maybe where they can be. Because, you know, every employee wants the best work experience. I think every employer wants to give it to them. But, you know, there, there also has to be kind of a, this, these are the steps we're taking. It's not happening overnight. Yeah, that's true. I I, I think there has to be a, a an acceptance that it, like you said, it doesn't happen immediately. Uh, but also that you have to, everything, in, for me, everything in life's a value judgment, right? You, you, you make it, every decision you kind of weigh it up and you you make the decision that you think is is best in this moment and i think some employees may forego the culture in quote marks of the office which some of which we've sort of blown apart as non-existent and 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 was something that was rather idyllic and didn't really actually happen in the office but nevertheless there are some face to, there's plenty of face to face benefits but people will weigh this up in terms of what they want in uh, working remotely and that isn't doesn't mean to say that what happens in the office is uh, not the way forward. But I think you have to, if you're going to be a remote work first company, for example, you have to work a little bit harder in kind of creating that culture and keeping your employees engaged and that employee experience positive. But it can be done. Um, but we'll see. But the next story, uh, how about that for a segue? But the next yeah. story uh, takes a look at former Google HR boss, Laszlo Bock and his comments about the future of remote working or rather your headline Dan was former Google HR chief says hybrid work is on the out is it on yeah. the out so it was a bit of a foreboding statement a bit prophetic if you will um so he's saying that in the next four or five years there's going to be a steady sort of decline of hybrid he referred to it as a boiling the frog, the employee being the frog. So just turning up the heat saying, oh, you should come in more regularly and more regularly, you know, steadily year on year until you kind of have a back to the office full-time situation. I think that's really interesting on the back of what we've just discussed, because if that is something employers want to do, it obviously runs contrary to what a lot of people want as employees. Um, so yeah, it's a really interesting take. I think you might have some skin in the game making this statement um which we can touch on a little bit yes so i'm interested in well as well in your perspective on what he said you know so i think i think it's been proven that while the pandemic has changed a certain certain things irreversibly forever it also has shown that i'll, t I'll draw a parallel with say uh, entertainment industry or or kind of people's general the general public's behavior in terms of going out so everyone was locked down, couldn't go to bars, couldn't go to clubs for months and months and months. The first chance that they could, most people did. There was obviously some sensitivities, people who had pos who, who possibly uh, were more sensitive around kind of public health, things like that didn't. But we, we did see a, a great return, as it were, to um, bars and clubs and, and these things being populated again. Now, going out is not the same as going to work, but it does kind of speak to the idea that people, old habits die hard and there is a behaviour that we've had in, in a, you know, kind of atavistically within ourselves for decades and decades, which I think is what Leslie Bock is referring to, that we've known this pattern for, as, as he says, uh, 20 to 30 years, executives have been working in offices. 
this is what it's going to go back to. This is what is going to happen. The problem with what he's saying is it's going to be difficult to prove because this boiling the frog method, which is a great phrase I, I like, not don't necessarily re- agree with what he's saying, but the idea of boiling the frog means that the process of getting everyone back to the office could be so long that it's going to be difficult to prove whether he's right or not because no one's going to remember this article necessarily in five years' time or yeah, ten yeah. years' time. So are you going to say, well... What Laszlo Box said in 2022 was right because here we are in 2027 mm. and everyone's back in the office. So, but he is—he's got incredible experience for one. But yeah. like you say, he's also got skin in the game for for reasons of his work, for example. Yeah. So yeah, so you know he works for I'm going to say Humu, but maybe Humu or any variation. If someone wants to message us at any point, or let us correct me on that, please do. You know they support hybrid working is the long short of it. They've recently done a survey saying, you know, I think it's three days a week is the like the optimum amount of time to be in the office, um, optimal. Um, and I just can't help but think it's a great statement. It's really great food for thought. Um, I don't doubt his experience, but you do wonder, oh, does this kind of prop up our hybrid plans and really the support we give businesses to keep hybrid um, and sort of get employees more engaged on keeping hybrid. So yeah, it's, it's a great point. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be all too surprised if we do see a change to people going into the offices more steadily. But I'm not. I'm not sure if uh, even in the next four or five years. I, I think it might even be slower than that before you get five days a week again. Um, and it's going to be a tough sell as well. I think that's kind of how we concluded it. It's yeah. It sounds plausible, but employees still have thoughts and feelings and if you're if you're saying this is we're doing it now or we're starting to bring this in they might start jumping ship i mean the great resignation after all uh, people certainly know what they want now um, i think everyone knows what they want but more and more the assessment can be a bit more brutal for companies yeah i i hope it doesn't go back i hope he's wrong oh, yeah. um because it doesn't work for everyone for no. many 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 reasons whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, or you've got other commitments, mm-hmm. or you just do your best work out of the office. You know, some people don't can't can't do their work to their full potential in an office environment. So, but like you say, he's 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 got um, he's got reason to say this. But nevertheless, it's an interesting story. Okay, last piece: making the most of digital investments. EY investigates the goals of digital transformation. Uh, I yeah. read a. I read an article yesterday, in fact, in the RSA's recent journal, the Royal Society of Arts, where they were talking about uh, STEM skills and things like that. And the skills you need now aren't just literacy and numeracy, but literacy, numeracy and digital literacy. So right from early ages, it's been very apparent. My daughter's nine. She learns coding, et cetera, um, Mm -hmm. that the digital world, the metaverse, cryptocurrency, all these elements of, of the digital landscape are increasingly more important. But anyway, Dan, tell us about the article. Yeah, so this is an interesting one because it's kind of, um, it, it's much bigger than than HR. It's more about digital transformation across the business. So that can be commercial, that can be internal, obviously, and how you interact with your employees. And I think the real big takeaway is, you know, you've spoken to 1,500 C-level employees about what their plans are. And the prevailing theme is we are going to spend a lot more on digital and we're going to spend a lot more actually analysing how that that digital investment has made a return for the company. 
And it sounds bizarre that that's not a regular practice already. But for me, the biggest takeaway was that the return on investment isn't really being done. It's more that, oh, this tool has been useful, we promise. You know, I think the percentage has gone up significantly, the amount of people who are actually saying, this is how much money we've invested. And these are the outcomes that we that we really desire, not just this is incredibly handy. So yeah, it looks like a, a brave new world a little bit in that respect. I think for me, it's been a long time coming and it's more reflective of a trend that we're seeing because of the pandemic, um, because of things before the pandemic, pandemic as well. And it's more that we're just getting to this fruition of digital life is our life. We need to measure it. I think that's how I'll describe it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, um, when did the term digital transformation come about? I think probably five years ago, maybe. And it's still going on. Obviously, the pandemic accelerated this. But you, you have to measure it, otherwise you can't act on it. And so, of course, people want to return on digital investment. But uh, I read another interesting piece, actually, I read yesterday was about was from some professor of digital transformation at Imperial College, I think, um, the Science College in London. And he was saying that it's not all about doing it, you know, in, in, in broad, in, in big gestures uh, right away. It's about making little changes and seeing how they work and make it and, and measuring those and seeing if they make a difference, then adding kind of like to draw a parallel to climate change, you can't do it all at once. You have to make little changes to your lifestyle or, or and, and for lifestyle read kind of working lifestyle to, to move more towards a kind of digital first yeah. way of working, I think. It's, I think for, well, for, for us, we always look at, I guess, at companies who are doing it well or are happy to discuss their digital transformation and where they are. Um, you know, whether it's interviews, features, or, or whoever we speak to, it's important to remember not everyone's that far into their digital journey. Um, great, they might have teams, they might have a communication platform. You know, how deep does that run? How digital, um, what am I trying to say? How digitally fluent are they in their business practices? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to say, oh, okay, we've got people who are looking at their return on investment now. The other side is people who are preparing still to make that digital jump, although we may think that happened a couple of years ago. There's still plenty of businesses who need to assess, benchmark, and then invest, you know, make those first steps. Now, I was going to call them baby steps, but that's not fair. I think everyone needs to go at their own pace on this as long as you can keep employees happy and it works for your business. But um, the general shift, you know, let's not kid ourselves, is we're going digital. Mm. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, from from an interview uh, from my interview with Stuart Bagnall from LastMinute.com, he was he said every company is a tech company now, you know, in some some form or another, and so everyone will be affected by a, a digital transformation. But also, to your point, everyone is going at different speeds. I'm just wondering when it's a phrase that will kind of fall out of fashion because everyone's done it, or because yeah. everyone's kind of gone through this this change, but it's not happening yet, right? Yeah, I, I, I think, and this is, a, this is maybe a bit too broad, but what I believe will happen is we'll see digital transformation, I think, around Windows 7. I felt like everyone was talking about digital transformation to the next Windows and how do we get everyone over. It'll just be the same thing again with the next tool or the next product or the next phase. If we talk about employee experience a lot right now, it might be employee 
productivity or so you know just a maybe a different spin on the existing transformations and the what we see as the logical next step so it may go out of fashion but i i think there's some life in it yet <laughs> it's what i'm trying to say indeed well let's keep a track on it uh well this was hr tech focus number two dan as always thanks very much well thank you been a pleasure